Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Jill Funky, and our own Dr. Jen Malkus joins us on the program to talk about heat stress in dairy cattle. Thank you for being with us today. You're welcome. So Dr. Jen, every year as we get into the warmest months, we talk about the impact that heat stress has on our livestock. So can we start by reviewing for our listeners what happens when cows experience heat stress? Sure. So cows produce heat during their normal body functions, such as digesting feed and producing milk. And cows also absorb heat from their surroundings. So when a cow cannot easily get rid of excess heat, they experience what we know as heat stress. And heat stress occurs for cows at a much lower temperature than it does for humans. Studies have shown that heat stress can start to occur at temperatures as low as 72 and 50% humidity for normal cows. And then you have your higher producing cows, the ones that are making the most milk and the ones that you want to keep the most comfortable so they keep making the most milk. They generate more body heat and can begin experiencing heat stress at temperatures as low as 65 degrees. Uh, heat stress cows can have reduced feed intake, uh, reduced milk production, and uh, weakened immune function, and this leads to increased disease and more difficulty getting bred. So cows need to be evaluated at different times of the day for heat stress because afternoon and early evening are the hottest part of the day, and cows could exhibit more symptoms of heat stress at those times. Some common symptoms that people can look out for are panting, increased respiration, even sweating, and then a pretty big one for our cows is reduced lying time because the longer they have lying time, the more milk uh, they're able to produce. So I'm feeling bad for them. So what are some strategies that we can use to help mitigate this heat stress? So there are three major strategies that we use, and they are shade, ventilation, and water-based cooling. And we'll talk a little bit more about each of those. Sure. Do you want to start with shade? Sure. So shade, cows need shelter from the hot summer sun. Most dairies have cows housed in barns all year long, so it's less of an issue for those uh, dairies. Barns need to be built to maximize shade throughout the day. So a north-south orientation on the long side of the barn takes advantage of the natural movement of the sun, and it maximizes the amount of shade. Uh, We also can use curtains, which most people use to block cold during the winter, but they can also be raised and lowered to increase shade at different times of the day. One thing to be aware of when using curtains, though, is that can, can contribute to reduced ventilation if they're not utilized correctly. Basically, you want to leave some space so there's still air movement, but enough of the curtain lowered so that it will provide that increased shade. Cows that have access to a dry lot or a pasture system still need shade in the form of either sheds or movable shade structures. 
In most pastures, trees don't provide enough cover. Um, so it's important to have enough shade for the number of cows that are in the pasture, not just what you think they, they might need. Because when it gets really hot, cows want to have room to spread out. So giving them different shade options where they have plenty of room to get away from other members of the herd uh, helps to reduce that stress. What do we know about ventilation? So good ventilation is a critical part of the dairy environment all year long, but especially during high temperature months. So fast air movement and air exchange are the two important pieces of good ventilation. Air exchange involves moving warm, humid air out as well as any noxious gases such as ammonia and bringing in fresh cool air. So this improves the well-being of both cows and humans. So it's a really good selling point if you have good ventilation for your workers as well as for your cows. In the summer, 40 to 60 air exchanges need to occur every hour at a minimum. And there are formulas that you can use to make sure that your system is working properly to give you that number of air exchanges. So then our second component is fast air movement. So that is also important for cooling as it helps to actually dissipate the heat. Fast air movement needs to be present in all areas of the barn, including the parlor, holding pens, feed bunk, freestall, or bedded pack. An ideal fast airspeed is 400 feet per minute at the height of 20 to 30 feet over the stalls or the bedded pack. Both air exchange and fast air movement can be accomplished with natural or mechanical ventilation. So natural ventilation takes advantage of the prevailing winds and can be super cost effective because obviously if you're taking advantage of the winds outside, you aren't needing to put in money into other forms of mechanical ventilation. So near the edges of the barn, incoming winds may provide high enough airspeed so that fans aren't required. But towards the middle of the barn, fans need to be spaced uh, close together and at a proper angle to ensure cows and stalls are appropriately cooled. Mechanical ventilation forces air movement through the barn with the use of exhaust fans. So that can be tunnel system with fans on the short side of the barn and air moving parallel to the feed bunk or many of our dairies here in South Dakota use a cross ventilation system with fans on the long side and air moving perpendicular to the feed bunk. Baffles which are basically curtains or uh, solid paneling that is coming down from the ceiling those could also be necessary to push that fast moving air down onto the lying area where the cows are uh, resting. And some mechanically ventilated barns may still need additional overhead fans to force air, uh, high velocity air over the cows. And a walk through your barn can reveal areas that need overhead fans and you can check to ensure fans are angled properly so that moving air actually blows on the cows. So when you're going through your barn, a good thing to do is, you know, every 20, 30 feet, actually get down to the cow's level, whether that be in the alleyway or in the bunks, um, just to make sure that that amount of high velocity air is reaching them so that they can be properly cooled. That's good advice. So water, you mentioned, is another strategy. So what would you like to say about using water? So water-based cooling is one of the most important strategies, in my opinion, uh, it can be accomplished with either misters or soakers. 
Misters push a fine mist of water into the air, which lowers the overall air temperature, but can also increase humidity. So obviously that works better in a low humidity area, such as the southwestern U.S., um, because the increased humidity is drawn out of the barn rather quickly in a lower humidity area. Soakers are more common method in our area because we have higher humidity here for most of the time of the year. Soakers spray large droplets of water over the cows and wet their skin. So the soakers, for appropriate <laughs> soaking of the cows, they need to be delivering about a gallon of water over the spray period of three minutes or less, and they should be set to spray about every 15 minutes. A cow's body heat then evaporates the water, causing a cooling effect, and the cooling effect is increased with fast air movement from the fans. So you can see how it's a multi-pronged system, and they kind of all work together. In addition to the water sprayed over the cows, it is critical to provide cows with plenty of fresh drinking water. During the heat of the summer, high-producing cows can drink between 25 and 35 gallons of water a day. So drinking fountains need to be available in the pens, as well as going to and from the milking parlor. Cows drink most of their water following milking, so if you see cows crowding around the water in the pen, you might need to add additional tanks for the summertime. At a minimum, cows need two inches of linear water space, so that's, you know, measuring along your tank. And you need to ensure that the water flow into the tank can meet demand during the peak drinking times. Very good. Now, recently for our Advocator magazine that Sunation Ag Center sends out to customers, you wrote about heat stress. And one of the things you talked about was the stocking density in areas like holding pens. And so can you elaborate on that at all? Sure. So lots of holding pens are overcrowded for extended periods of time all year long. This is more convenient for the employees, but it can cause issues in the summer months when it's much hotter. So it may be necessary to extend the space available as a, in a holding pen or to bring up fewer numbers of cows uh, at a time to be milked. So while that might make an extra trip back for the employee to get the rest of the cows, it can make a huge difference for those cows in the terms of how much stress they're under when they're in the holding pen. And also, you need to ensure that the holding pen is adequately ventilated and provide more water-based cooling in the form of uh, soakers and drinking water in, the, in or around the holding pen. And that greatly improves the cow's well-being. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know? So one last thing I wanted to tell everybody about is that a good time to remedy issues that might happen with your cooling systems is in the cooler months. So fans can be evaluated and replaced as well as curtains and baffles. And really fans can be tested pretty much any time of the year because you're probably only going to have them on for a few minutes to make sure everything's working properly uh, and it's not going to cool the cows too much. The spring is a great time to check those sprinkler systems for leak and pressure because you know, the winters we have out here, things can get frozen unexpectedly, cause leaks, and they're not working properly in the summer. And then you're 
up the, up the creek when you can't get it working when your cows really need it. So mitigating heat stress requires a multi-pronged approach and providing shade, ventilation, and water-based cooling will have a huge impact on productivity throughout the summer. Well, that's so true. Thank you, Dr. Jen, for helping us consider all those various methods we have to keep those cattle cool. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current ag climate.